0: Welcome to episode 3 I'm so thankful to every single listener that's tuning in week after week Um, So yeah, thank you so much This week's episode is all around ASOS Um, ASOS is one of my favourite brands Um, I buy from there a sickening amount Um, And so for this episode I invited the lovely Jodie May Jodie is the perfect fit for this episode as she's a fashion business student and she's also a YouTuber so I will link that when this releases Um, but yeah we delve into competitive brands, we delve into influencers and the impact they have on sales and we also talk about our own personal experience with buying from ASOS. So if you think this is right up your street then please continue to listen. I'm really excited sure. to record this with you because I feel like, as a YouTuber yourself, you sh- you have a bit of experience with editing content and getting yeah. it out there. I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard work sometimes, but you know when you watch it back, or I suppose mm. when you listen back, and it's like perfect, and you think, okay, amazing. I'm yeah. Happy with it. It's yeah, definitely,
0: convenient. and it's it becomes your baby almost, doesn't it? Yeah,
1: it's like your little like precious like. Untouchable, yeah, like for sure,
0: absolutely. And it's like for me, it's like the podcasting works for you, it's the YouTube. Um, so yeah, it's nice to collaborate, I suppose. Um, yeah, of course.
1: yeah. So, Amazing. how equipped
0: do you feel for today's podcast episode when I emailed you and first approached you? What were your thoughts? To
1: start with, I was like, wow, okay, because I've never been on a podcast and like I listen to them so much and like, they're just so like fun and such like a good way to like if you're on the train like if you're like working out at the gym so I was excited and then when it was about fashion I was like great that's my
0: um, expertise so I was like perfect absolutely yeah no I think um like like we'll go into it a little bit more but obviously you study this academically so you've got a bit of like real fact based knowledge um but then we can also sprinkle our opinions in here and there um yeah I feel like fashion is one of those areas where obviously
1: I look at it from like a more academic point of view but it's something that everyone like touches throughout their life so obviously everyone needs like a pair of shoes yes. and a coat. So like everyone has that experience in their own way like obviously to different levels but
0: definitely yeah, yeah. It, it impacts everyone cuz all of us have to get up and put some clothes on <laughs> that's that's the society exactly. we live in. <laughs> in. Um, but, yeah. yeah this is something yeah. fashion is something that I really like express myself through so this is why I thought was so important to do an episode on this because it's close it's close to me anyway and it's what makes me feel good when I get out of bed in the morning yeah um so how are you keeping sane in lockdown I am watching
1: a lot of Netflix of course (laughs) of course baking a lot walking my dog every single day um, filming YouTube videos I'm so glad that I have that like because obviously I'm not working as much as I'm doing uni I'm not physically going to uni so to have like a constant hobby
0: with YouTube is definitely yeah it gives you something to focus on I think doesn't it and are you finding that your your content is like ready and waiting it's just getting it out
1: yes I feel like lockdown definitely kind of puts a halt on some things because people aren't going out so it's not always like fashion clothes that they want to see so it's kind of like tailoring it to the time and like the context of the world yeah absolutely to like make it that's so true like
0: the first series of this podcast i planned out all in a day I haven't said that yet on the, on here, actually. And, <laughs> like, now, because it's all planned out, I'm sticking with it. But now I'm, like, every day I'm, like, yeah. oh, my God, I could have done an episode on this. Oh, my God, I could have done an episode on this. It's constantly yeah. evolving, yeah. isn't it? Um, and if you want to admit it, how often do you order from there? <laughs> uh,
1: um, probably, I mean, I have cut my online shopping recently because it just got mm. out of hand. But I would probably say monthly okay that probably is a lot to some people but probably monthly like definitely every season I'll go on and do like an ASOS yeah
0: yeah no I'm I'm horrific with ASOS honestly it's every day I'll go on and add something to my wish list it's (laughs) sickening I yeah
1: I am always looking but I do tend to like wait till I've got a big order to actually press the order button
0: yeah no definitely um Yeah, I'm the same. So I feel like as well with ASOS, that they're more catered to my personal fashion sense than PLT and Misguided are. I find it hard to buy off them personally.
1: When I was, like, when you mentioned that this was the topic, I was kind of, like, thinking about what I go on to ASOS for. And I was, I don't want to, maybe this will come up in my question, but kind of it tailors to that, like, occasion where, like, if you've got a Mm. wedding, and um, like a christening, they've got such nice, like more, I don't want to say classy, but like classy, more formal yeah. options. Like, I know if I want a good going out top, I'm going to go on PLT, or if I want a mini skirt, I'm going to go on misguided. But sometimes for ASOS, it's
0: more of those like staple pieces. Yeah, remote. absolutely. And like you say, they do that occasion where they've even done bridal, I believe. I know. Yeah, yeah they have. They um, have. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, I've looked at those, and even the bridesmaid dresses and stuff, they're not naff. Yes. Like, they're actually decent, they look good, like, even though they're a budget version. Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. I feel like, although they're budget, they're still, you've got that almost, like, guaranteed level of quality with ASOS. I don't know if you find that, like, when I order something off ASOS, nine times out of ten, it's going to be like not see-through yeah. fits
0: well a good material absolutely and this is why i stopped ordering from plt and um <laughs> yeah. i lo- I loved it for the price but i i think i had i had two orders in like the back end of last year that i had like four things and i returned everyone because i'm someone who as i was younger i'd buy cheaper and more of it and now i buy less and like better quality yeah.
1: Yeah, I feel like you get to that point, don't you, where you think, right, okay,
0: I need to yeah. stop with the cheap. Purchases. Yeah, for sure, definitely. Um, what would you? What kind of review would you give to ASOS in regards to their app? So if you were going to compare the efficiency of their app to misguided PLT, wherever you shop, what makes them great or what makes them not so great? I love their app for one main
1: reason, that add stuff to your wish list you can create boards I don't know if you've ever
0: used that feature I have but I can't get to grips with it but carry on right so
1: whenever like I've got an occasion so let's say I'm going on holiday so I'm going to Ibiza mm. this year I'll add instead of just putting everything into one long wish list I add everything into separate boards so I've almost got like mood boards right. and then like I can go on, I think, right, what have I put on my IB for wish list? What have I put on um like a formal wish list like or if I'm doing an order for my boyfriend, yeah. I'll put everything into one board and it just that is something that I've never seen on another app.
0: Yes. See I have tried the boards thing. Um I'm gonna give it another go after this conversation. Yeah. Um and obviously I I have Pinterest as well, and that is all boards. Yes. So it's obviously yeah. that that may have been inspired from Pinterest, I don't know. Um, yeah I feel like it come from somewhere like that for sure and it's that organization then isn't it like you say you're categorizing the the clothes and the accessories into the different parts of where you're going to wear them to yeah
1: because I know like if we're going on there daily we're constantly like putting things on our wish list and then sometimes when I come to think right I'll make an order now I think oh my god I've got like 300 items yeah I only want something for like a meal, like if I'm going out yeah. and I think, oh my God, I'm having bikini. Yeah.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. So it just, that's so true. It makes it more concise. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And um, the other thing is, is whilst in like we're in lockdown and I've got nowhere to wear these clothes, I've ended up buying yeah. things that I literally cannot wear until we can go on nights out. And it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why it's ridiculous. have I done that?
1: Yeah. <laughs> I know that. I know. I'm the same. I've got so many dresses and tops downstairs stairs that I just don't think I'll ever
0: wear. Yeah, any. and like, like when we can go out. Um, hopefully, we will get some kind of nightlife back this year. I feel like I'm oh, going to be looking for even newer stuff by then. Oh, it's ridiculous. I know. I know. Because you're not going. You're going to think, right?
1: First night out, I'm not going to put a dress on that's been in my wardrobe for three yeah. months. I know that sounds bad,
0: but it's just the reality. Yeah, for sure. Um, and how do you find the buying process on there? Like, um, obviously they have the Apple Pay, they have PayPal, and then they also yeah. have like the debit card, credit card facilities. What do you think I, of that?
1: I find it really, I find it really easy. I have the um, royalty delivery, yeah. So, so I pay that. I think it's nine ninety nine. I find it really easy. I find that the delivery is always really quick. It comes when it says it's going to come, um, and I also love the returns feature on there. Mm,
0: I love that. So
1: you it's so much easier instead of having like the piece of paper you go on and like you create your return and it's all online and then you just get that like QR code don't you yes it just makes it a lot more like simple rather than having to fill in a piece of paper make sure you put it in the bag
0: yeah yeah it is I I think the app's really good I think it's one of my favorites probably same no I I know what you mean and like my last PLT order I think was October last year and they you still if uh, if they haven't corrected it since or brought it up to date you still have to put the numbered yeah. reason of why you're returning and the sticker on yeah you yeah. do yeah I have,
1: I've got one day that I've got to do yeah
0: <laughs> but to me I agree with you when you go onto ASOS she's going to your orders create return and then I just go to my local yeah. co-op and print the sticker off and then it's done there
1: yeah I know and I also love, um, I haven't seen it the last few times I've been on. I don't know if they've took it off. I hope they haven't. You know, when you go on an item and it's like, we recommend based on your previous purchases that you yes. get a size eight. Yes. I love I love that. I went on, I think, yesterday and I was like, oh, my God, where has that feature gone? Yes. I don't know if it was just like glitching out, mm-hmm. but I find that so helpful. Like, because sometimes they'll recommend getting it in like a size 10, whereas I, was, I would always normally order an A. Yes. So I feel like, and again, that's something that you don't get another
0: app. No, that's true. I've had that as well um, because obviously I can't remember when it was, it must have been a while ago, that you put in like your waist and like your hips and all this kind of stuff and then they recommend it. Um, But I I think I've only ever once had to return something off ASOS and reorder a different size. So it is handy. Yeah, yeah, it is. Um, it
1: just makes that, like, buying experience a little bit more, like, tailored. Like, when it pops up, like, we recommend you a size six, you think, oh, my God, like, they know me, like, yeah. I'm going order that.
0: Yeah, and I think as well, um, ASOS, when you shop online with them, it's very person and customer-centred, and I think the high yeah. street, their argument towards keeping the high street alive is, well, we can cater the service to you, ASOS are one step ahead in my opinion. like They're making online shopping as good as an experience as going out and shopping in Zara, for example, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Because even when you go in store, like you've still got to maybe pick up three sizes of jeans, go into the fitting rooms. You can't even do that now. You can't even try anything on. No. And obviously, there's not a little member of staff there saying, oh, okay, I think you should get a size six. Mm. You've still got to go through that process of trying on. So think asos have really like hit the nail on the head
0: with that definitely and do you, as obviously someone who's studying this area do you feel that other brands will start to follow
1: yeah i feel like i'm surprised that no one else hasn't or not in my experience like i'm constantly looking on online brands and mm. i never see that so i i think brands will definitely catch on but i think at the moment because the online and um, like fashion sex is thriving so much, they probably don't feel a need to almost. Yeah. Because obviously, no one's shopping in store. They're probably getting so many purchases that it won't be probably until they see a bit of a dip, like maybe in their
0: market mm. share or
1: whatever, that yeah. then they think, okay, we've got to make a, you know, make a
0: change. That's interesting. Yeah, I never thought about it like that because people are at home bored and ordering yeah. from Pretty Little Thing. Misguided. I saw it first. Wherever it is they they seemingly are doing everything right
1: yeah they they probably haven't got any um areas to improve on right now but i think there probably will become a time where it becomes the norm
0: yeah do you know what else i like about asos and i haven't included this in the questions um whenever i have a purchase they follow it up about a week later with how was your purchase yeah, and I then think I've had some of those emails. And like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a review person. This is why we're doing this. So I always, <laughs> um, even if it's bad, I'll leave a review and say. Yeah. And then I love as well. Then when I've got a saved item in my wish list, I always look at the reviews to see because people are like, this is see through, this is see through, this is see through, and I'm yeah. like, right, I'm not going to buy that then.
1: Yeah, I, I, um, I do love looking at reviews. I can't say that I leave too many. <laughs> what i always i always look so i suppose i should really repay the favor
0: yeah yeah and i think as well like the more reviews i suppose people leave it's like when you come to buy it it's like oh that's that's handy that that's there to tell you yeah yeah so i do like that feature as well even though obviously when we go through our emails we can't really be bothered to leave the review no i know but it is definitely
1: worth it
0: yeah for sure um Would you say ASOS is an affordable provider in comparison with their competitors?
1: I think that they've definitely got a a slight price difference compared to like the typical fast fashion brands. But personally, I don't mind paying that extra, like we said, with the quality. Um, And they're still affordable. I mean, like you can still go on and get a top for £6. Like you can't get much
0: more affordable yes and i do agree i think there's some things because asos sell brands they do yes. have like a lot like they've nike adidas you know etc cetera, etc cetera. they won't have much input on the price of those i don't believe yeah. you, you, you correct me if i'm wrong um and so with their own brand so asos design and collusion i believe is their own as well um yeah. they are the cheaper and the lower end of the scale in the sense of price um but I've still had good quality ASOS design and collusion I, items yeah
1: I love ASOS design I love it a lot I'll go on there quite a lot like if I'm going on ASOS I'm more likely to probably look at like the ASOS brand brands than I am to look at the branded things
0: yeah Yeah, Uh, absolutely. I
1: I love the ASOS do because although they do have like the ASOS design, they've also got. Have you ever looked at the ASOS? Is it Lux? ASOS Lux?
0: Yes. So
1: that's like, again, like it's got a bit of a price increase, but the quality is insane. I, yeah. And they've got some really good like going out pieces, like again, occasion wear, but I, I think they're affordable. I think that although they're, I feel like they're in a different bracket than like plt misguided and like miss park yeah i feel like you you put them in a different circle of brands they're almost although they're solely online you do kind of put them more with like almost like Topshop. sharp and yeah. zara they're not really i don't really think of them being with like the typical fast fashion brands
0: yeah, absolutely. I know what you mean. Like my my two most used apps, like for fashion, are Topshop and ASOS. So you're right there with what you've just yeah. said, because I bracket them as like having the same advertising, marketing, strategies, yeah. etc. So no, that's that's a good observation. I feel
1: like um, they're just slightly higher in that like um, ranking of brands.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know that's true. Um would you say that people who may be on um in a full-time job or have a constant wage or you know like we've all been there we've all been teenagers who have part-time jobs yeah. and can't spend like 200 pen a month on clothes do you, would you say that obviously it's just an age thing that when you're younger you're going to choose quantity over quality
1: I think I think it, you definitely get I mean I don't think I'm even fully there with like going for the quality over the quantity I think fashion evolves so much and I think when you're younger you don't really know your style you may maybe yeah. wearing what your friends are wearing you're wearing what your favorite celebrities are wearing and I feel like you do just want to almost copy them like you go online yeah and you think, right, I want I want this pair of jeans that I've seen on Kylie Jenner, I want like a dupe of that, and you are just going to constantly just try and keep up with the trends. I don't feel like until you get maybe a bit older or you've found that style that is yours, you don't invest as much.
0: No, that's true.
1: and And you kind of stick to it. I mean, I feel like everyone kind of switches up the style now and again, but I feel like you do definitely get to an age where you think, right, this is my style, this is what I look good wearing, this is what I feel good wearing, and that's kind of when you maybe spend more money on like your favourite items.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And so you if you're saying that. No, definitely. And I think as well, I have like you've just said, when you're younger, you you tend to and I'm not I'm not trying to like bracket anyone, you tend to have a more like issues, I suppose, with your figure, maybe. Yes. This is what I found. Yeah. I'm talking from personal experience. When I was younger I had more issues with my figure. Now I dress for my figure.
1: Yeah, yeah. And That's I find good. clothes
0: like, for example, I'm not a miniskirt person. Like, I do own them, and if I'm feeling confident, I'll throw one on a night out. But I know with for my figure, I'm more of a tight top, wide leg trouser person because I don't, yeah. I don't feel great with my legs. And but yeah. when I was younger, I'd force, I'd force the look because I've seen someone else wear and it looks good. Whereas, yeah. or, whereas now I'm like, no, this is what I've got. This is how I feel. And I'll dress for myself, not for anyone else. Of
1: course, yeah. And then you, more, I feel like you're more likely to invest in maybe a few really good pairs of wide leg trousers.
0: Yes, There's... exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, definitely. Do you think that influencers like the ex-Islanders who are getting clothing, um, clothing range, lines, all that kind yeah. of stuff, do you feel that they manipulate their audience as they're young
1: I think that you definitely have to be careful when you've got like young followers I mean I follow so many like influencers and I see them come out with these great clothing brands maybe if it's like a collaboration like you just said or maybe their own brand and they're charging like such high prices that I Mm. can just imagine like me being 12 years old and going to my parents being like oh my god my favorite youtuber has released a brand and they're selling items for 40 50 pound i mean my parents have a heart attack (laughs)
0: yeah same here Uh, they
1: they would be like right go and wash the cars go and mow the lawns go and clean the bathroom (laughs) and then we'll think about it definitely i think in a way but then i feel like they know that and that's why they collaborate with fast fashion brands that sell cheap items Because they know that they're just going to be able to, the stock is going to fly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And for me, the most influential person on Instagram at the moment is Molly Mai, without a shadow of a doubt.
1: Yes, she's the most influential person in the UK, I think, right now.
0: It's absolutely crazy, really, how how well she's done. And also, I mean, this is for another episode, really, but why her? Why is she shot up so fast?
1: I think that she is a really good businesswoman for taking her away, taking herself away from that Love Island umbrella.
0: Yeah, I don't know if,
1: if you find that, but I've watched Molly May, like since before she even went on Love Island. So maybe that's why I kind of have that opinion, but... When I think Love Island influencer, I think like Danny Dyer, um, Amber Gill.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Th- like those typical, like that that um, advertise like teeth whitening.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's Molly true. May
1: has completely kind of like separated herself from that. I think she's the only Love Islander that's took it out of like her bio.
0: Yes, and so she's completely.
1: Yeah, go on, sorry. You don't go no, <laughs> you don't go on her Instagram and I don't feel like you see, oh my God, she was on Love Island.
0: Yeah, that's really true. She hasn't like used it as like a fuel to get her yeah, famous. I,
1: yeah, I feel like she's been really clever to like still appreciate that that's what gives her such a good platform, but almost like, but, well, I don't want to just be known for Love Island and I don't feel like she is just known for Love Island. Not, Not by me anyway.
0: No, no, that's true. Um, The interesting thing for me is, and I could be completely wrong here, ASOS don't tend to utilise influencers to advertise. No, I don't feel like they do. Um, There's a few people I follow on Instagram who do tag ASOS, but I feel like Pretty Little Thing is pretty much, their advertisement is 90% Molly Mai, whereas ASOS seem to do well obviously I'm not sat in a boardroom I don't know how these compete in like do you know what I mean however yeah. from, a, from a consumer's perspective it's interesting how ASOS do so well without following the trend of getting you know pulling in these influencers to advertise what are your yeah. thoughts on that? I think
1: that again it comes down to the fact that we like as consumers don't put the in the same bracket as those brands you see those brands and like you can go on youtube and there'll be a million um plt hauls and they do so well because people want to know what people on instagram are wearing Mm -hmm. whereas i think asos they kind of keep themselves kind of like shied away from that because it it just makes them seem different like i don't know why they haven't jumped on the influencer trend as much and they i feel like they do more I know they've done a um, collection with—is it Jade Pierce? Yes. Yes. So I feel like they do little and little and little and not often. Little and not often. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Little, just to like keep their name popping up. But I feel like PLT, the like
0: internet is saturated with them. Absolutely, um, and you know what? Like for me, I appreciate ASOS. Because they don't jump on that trend, and I think yeah. if they did, I'd be a little bit like disappointed. Because yeah. I think that's what makes them so different and why I respect them is because yeah. they do what they do, and it works.
1: Yeah, definitely. But it's like with Topshop. Um, I mean, R.I.P. Topshop. I hope someone buys you. Oh
0: no, literally. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I feel like Topshop again just have like a few little ambassadors. Um that do mm-hmm. an occasional video, they do an occasional Instagram post. they've almost like it's like Zara don't do influencer marketing really. No. Um, I feel like it they're just a, a different type of brand. I feel like they'll be a more like long lasting brand. Um I feel like they'll they'll be around when we're like sixty.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um I mean, in in conversation of top man, top shop I mean, my parents talk about when they came about. So, there, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm completely with on this. Someone, please hurry up and buy them. My <laughs> no, wish list my is dad. literally if that disappears one day, I'm going to have a full on like grieving process. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, just to like roll on a little bit from that question do you think ASOS proactively approach the industry with sustainability in mind?
1: I. I kind of want to say yeah because again I don't put them in that same bracket as such fast fashion but yeah I don't think that they do really think about sustainability they still I don't have um complete figures here but they're releasing hundreds of items every week yeah that can't be sustainable and the products are so cheap like you do think okay well if I'm getting this pair of jeans for twenty five pound. How yeah. much are they paying the worker? Yeah. Um, they're releasing so so quick and fast, and they've got such a big variety of products. Obviously, they're not a niche brand; like they don't just offer tracksuits. They offer every single
0: yeah that's true you could
1: want. Um, I did Google when we said we are doing this um podcast, and they're part they are part of like a UK um government initiative. I think it's called, like, the Sustainable Fashion Action Plan, something along the lines of that. okay. And they they joined that. It was a voluntary scheme. But I don't think that they've really done anything with that. It's kind of like they've thought, okay, we'll sign up to that. It will look good on our, you know, our portfolio. But Mm. are we really going to do anything? Is it just ticking
0: boxes? That's that's the thing. It's like you say, everyone can tick a box, but to actually... Put it at, at the time. forefront of your brand, um, yeah. and to really push it and to make it known to consumers. This is what we, this is what we feel passionate about. Yeah. I think that it's like you say. It's subtle, so that you think, "Oh, they are sustainable," because yeah, they it add it to the headlines. Yes, but are they really channeling that through all areas of the business? I would say that they're probably not.
1: Yeah, well, I don't think they are.
0: Um, but
1: it is the time that we're living in, and as bad as it is people do constantly want to buy clothes they constantly are Mm. following trends so almost can you blame them
0: yes and i i mean i was um i went on a podcast before i started my own and just discussed um sustainable fashion and it was I, i really played um devil's advocate because i was like okay it's not moral it's not great but is that not just the society we live in? Is that not just the exactly. sign of the times, like you've just said? Um, but I suppose it's just about doing what you can, I suppose, as an individual. But like yeah. you say, maybe in years to come we'll see more from ASOS um in yeah. that sense. Cause I think we have no they have no choice. Brands are I think they're going to be pushed to do more um in that sense. Um, But I will just say this. I had an order actually come on Sunday. um, And I don't know when your last order from ASOS was, but they used to come in the black and white, the notorious ASOS bags. I had mine come in a cardboard box. And I don't know if that's the new thing now, but I was like, "Mm." and it weren't shoes. I didn't have shoes in the order. So it was a new, and it opened in a really weird way. And it was, like I say, it was cardboard ASOS and it was just clothes and like I'd ordered a few accessories
1: and I thought, oh wow,
0: are they going off the plastic bags?
1: I think that's definitely something that if they're not doing, it is something that they can do. Yeah. Just obviously they've they're gonna tailor to the fast fashion scene, but if they can make like little changes within the business, then I think that's great. But I have not had a little ASOS cardboard box as of yet.
0: Yeah, you'll, um, next time you do your order, let me know and I, we can we can discuss it. But anyone who's listening, I don't know, yeah. yeah, if you've had the same thing, drop us a comment on on the Too Much Racket page. But yeah. th- that's what's happened in my last order. I hope it is because, honestly, it was so easy to just open up and then that was it. Like, you know, yeah. and you know that it's obviously going to be biodegradable, so it's better yeah. for the yeah, environment. Definitely, definitely. OK, so as a student with fresh eyes on the fashion industry, obviously, this generation of professionals, you're going to bring something new to the fashion industry, whether, you you know, you go down that line or, you know, whatever line you go down. To be successful in any business, you have to have new ideas, I suppose, and a new view. So what improvements would you implement on ASOS as a brand, if if you've thought of anything since I approached you?
1: Yeah, I did have a little brainstorm. Put my little oh, business hat on. <laughs> then, it's, to be honest, going off the um, conversation we've just had with like sustainability, I definitely say that there's so many like new sustainable, too many sustainable <laughs> materials and um, coming about, and they're being discovered. And I feel like if ASOS was to, you know, invest in those materials. Because yeah. until more brands I think start using them they are going to be a lot more expensive it's like anything like if you if only a few people are buying materials it's going to be more expensive so I yeah. definitely say that like they could come out with maybe like a sustainable material range I think there's only like a very small percentage of the products on their um, website right now that are made out of like sustainable materials so I feel yeah. like make it sustainable and like make it more expensive in a way because I know that not too expensive obviously that people can't afford I know when PLT did like a recycled range there was things on there for like five pound and I thought does that not kind of contradict what you're trying to push like you're trying to push mm. a more slow fashion approach recycled materials and yet you're selling them for the price of a McDonald's
0: yes that so- is so well put
1: like tailor it and then obviously as more of society buys into it then make it affordable for everyone but obviously right now that is just not feasible so I feel like sustainable materials is like the way that a lot of brands are going down now and I feel like that's what we're taught a lot about as well like at uni Um, and I know that like when I'm to launch my own brand like it's definitely something you have to consider like you can make stuff out of I think it's like banana tree leaves don't quote me on that but it's there's so many like strange materials out there Mm. and not just not many brands use them so I definitely say that as one Um, and then I feel like another way that ASOS could kind of like expand and you know how they've got such a big like beauty range on there yes
0: yes I yes. feel like they
1: need to branch out into other things because I feel like ASOS could almost become that, like, one-stop shop. You've got, you know, homeware, beauty, shoes, clothing. Yeah. Um, like, I feel like the more, that, more, like, kind of industries that they invest into and start to offer, they're just mm. going to get, like, bigger and bigger and they will become that, like, go-to. Cause it's almost like a little department shop.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: It's, it's like Selfridges, John Lewis, it is just all online.
0: Yeah, like you say, it's it's offering a lot more now, isn't it? Um, yeah. I've just remembered as well while we were on the conversation of sustainability. ASOS have marketplace yes. Um, yes. which is of kind course, of I separate. Yeah, that it's literally just come to my brain, like, yeah. quick before you finish. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that, if you've got to give credit where it's credit's due. Yeah. That is, um, I suppose, ASOS, ASOS's own little Depop.
1: Yes. I I love looking on Marketplace. Um, mm. it, it is like a little Depop, and, like, there's so many cool, like, vintage pieces. I remember before I found, um, I think it was a Louis Vuitton and Stussy, I think. That, that oh be, wow! Something it was like a collaboration that they'd done years ago. And yeah, yeah. There was like literally two jumpers from that collection on there, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like you're never gonna see that again. There's so many cool pieces on there.
0: That's it, absolutely. Um, so yeah, in that sense, I've got to say, for someone who I mean, I'm always on Depop as much as yeah. I am on ASOS. Um, I should definitely be using marketplace a little bit more than I am. Um. I, yeah. But yeah, so you you've used it. You say it's as efficient as would you say the the normal obviously website. I I think so,
1: and I think it's good that they offer a lot of. There's like lots of little like vintage brands within marketplace, isn't there? So like although yeah. it's under ASOS, there is like a lot of like little up and coming brands. So I feel like it's a really good like place to go. Like if you don't always want that like top that five other girls in the club is going to be wearing mm, yeah you know if you go on sites like that you
0: are going to find like little like niche pieces like unique ones yeah and I think like obviously we have kind of criticized not criticized but we've we've gone through assessed the brand picked yeah. out the good the bad but I think in comparison to their competitor- competitors competitors they are doing very well. I don't think oh, yeah. I don't think any of them are moving as fast as they should be in the in the direction of sustainability. But if yeah. I was going to pick out one that's doing the most proactively, when you consider marketplace as well, I'd say ASOS is probably top of the game.
1: Yeah, I would as well. Out of all of the like popular brands, yeah, we probably have slated them a little bit, haven't we?
0: But... <laughs> no, that's <laughs> what it's all about. This is what it was for. Yeah
1: yeah but I I, overall I think that they are doing a good like a good job but Mm. it would I think it's just exciting to see where in like five years time where the fashion industry will be and what it will look like
0: yeah and I suppose just to round it up how do you envisage the high street is going to be fashion wise in the next five years I would like to think, because
1: I love, like, nothing more than, like, going round physical shops. Yeah. And I think I think the pandemic will really have either accelerated the shutdown of it or yeah. when we are, like, when shops are open and we are allowed to go, I don't know if that will, like, almost encourage a lot more people to do it and do it a lot more often because because it's been taken away from us. Will you yeah.
0: have that, like, excitement again? I, it's hard. It's hard to estimate. I work within a shopping centre, and yeah. to see them all with the shutters down is so sad. I know really why is. we have to do it, and, like, I'm not taking away from the seriousness of it all because I know yeah. how serious it is. But to see these brands that I love... And like yeah. the, the front doors closed, knowing the staff are just at home and like, you know, furlough can only go on for so yeah. long. You just think like, how could we possibly bounce back from this? I know.
1: Well, it's like with Topshop. Someone would have told us two, three years ago, Topshop is going to go in 2020. I mean, I mm. knew that they were in a bad place. And I think Topshop have kind of, this is another topic, but kind of not followed the the trends like other brands have but we would never have expected that to really go no it just just it just like the other brands must be thinking god like are we next
0: yeah absolutely and we don't know like we've said before we're not sat around in a boardroom you know analyzing the statistics analyzing the the outflow of money and the you know are we spending more than we're selling etc etc it's it's um it's a broader topic than what we've got time for (laughs) but um this has been really interesting i think we've got some great content thank you so much for coming on and talking to me for
1: inviting me i really enjoyed
0: myself (laughs) So, that's it for episode three. I hope you thoroughly enjoyed today's content. It was quite nice to do a podcast around something other than, like, a moral dilemma. Um, So, yeah, I think this is a great example of how my content is going to be really, really varied. Um, Jodie was a fantastic guest, and I will be linking her fabulous YouTube channel upon the release of this episode. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please give us a share And I hope to see you next week.